0: Welcome to the Real Family Therapy Podcast. This is episode 22. It's your host, DJ Double OG. We got all other hosts with us. We got Are You Serious? We got Dad. And uh, I don't know where Scooby is, but she on her way. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today? We're doing all Okay. Right. good. Representing for the Vikings. I see I like that hat, brother. No. Minnesota all day. You know, training you camp just right. started. Yeah, Dad got the Viking joint, and I'm repping for the Twins. News that nobody cares about. Uh, And let's start with the NFL, Uh, since y'all was repping for the Vikings. The NFL is going to fine unvaccinated players uh, uh, $14,000 for violating uh, mass protocol or breaking protocols uh, as far as the COVID-19. But they are allowing players that are unvaccinated to play. But the Minnesota Vikings and the NFL have coaches. And if you're a head coach, assistant head coach, or any of that on the field, if you're not vaccinated, they're not letting you coach. And we have that problem with our uh, Rick Dennison. He's the offensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, he said that he does not want to get vaccinated and he hasn't took the shot. Uh, So the NFL is kind of forcing the Minnesota Vikings to release him. If you're a coach and you're not vaccinated, uh, then you don't want to be a part of the NFL. Um, So I don't know. I want you guys' opinion on this situation. Um, Is it fair that your job can tell you if you're not vaccinated, then you're no longer welcome to work, but other people on the job? So the, the players can be unvaccinated, but the coaches can't. That just doesn't seem fair to me. But I don't know. Let me get you guys' opinion on that
1: situation. <laughs> when did fair become a cover category? Like, when did fair <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> become a standard? Fair. Like, I mean, I'm black. I mean, what's, I mean come on. What, what are we talking about here? Like, are we talking about if life is supposed to be fair? No, life isn't fair. Nothing's fair. So I mean, if, if FAIR is the is the category which we're talking about or the the reason, then eh, maybe I right. like my job requires you to have the vaccine. If you're a new hire, you work you? in the office, you just don't work there. Yeah, you fire you. They don't fire you. Wow,
2: I didn't <laughs> know that. So your job.
0: So if you are not if you're not vaccinated, you're already Listen. hired. Do they still let you work? It?
1: No. If you working in the office, like I just got my new from position or whatever, so they give you your offer letter just like you're a new hire or whatever the case may be. In the offer letter, it says if you're working in a building, then you must have be vaccinated. If you're working from home, then it doesn't make a difference. But if you're working in the facility, if you have to work at at an office, you're not going to be walking around contaminating everybody because there's no way they can regulate your day to day your day to day life because you have the freedom to do what you want but they do have the freedom to protect their employees and the people there. So, because they can't control your day-to-day life, they can control what happens in their office. So, it's either you, if you have to work at the office, you either get the vaccine or you find another job. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't, it's just a part of the game. Like either, once again, they're not making you do anything. If you don't wanna do it, you, you don't have to. And he chose not to, so. I'm pretty sure they'll be happy to find another coach. <laughs>
0: mm, what you think, Du?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's part of the job. It's part this is a new world. This ain't the same world that it was two years ago. You don't have these choices anymore. You're affecting people's lives. People are dying. You know, innocent people are dying because somebody decided that you know they don't want to get You know, somebody's selfishness is causing other people's dilemmas. So, hey, if you don't want to do it, then don't go to work. Don't go to that job. Get your own business. And contaminate all the people that come into your job, you know. But, uh, yeah, they can do whatever they want to do. They're paying them. You you sign in a contract. If you don't like the contract, then get a different job. Don't try to change the The contract changed the company just because you don't want to do something. That's like saying if you're a Christian and you believe God, you don't want to believe in God, then you got to go somewhere else. Well, you know, that's up to you. It ain't no, you ain't got to try to change the world just because you don't want to do something. These people are getting paid top dollar. Coaches making big money. There are thousands of people waiting to take his job. If he don't want to go to work, there's a line waiting at the door to get vaccinated <laughs> and to come into that work. Nowadays, being vaccinated is a plus. You need to put that on your resume. I have been vaccinated. And you will get a job before somebody that hasn't been vaccinated, I guarantee you. That's how Bernita got that. those, uh, was able to meet those people uh, mm-hmm. that she met getting vaccinated, because companies are looking for people that are vaccinated. You know, that's another, that's a whole another thing that they're adding to the requirements of a position now. And so just because selfish people who are only thinking about themselves don't want to get vaccinated, but they want to put themselves around public and, and risk getting everybody else, can, you know, especially in the NFL. You know, you can ruin a whole game. They can—they'll have to cancel a whole game because somebody was contaminated with the virus.
1: If you cancel you know, a whole game, it's a
3: big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. And everybody that works at that stadium doesn't get paid. The vendors, the parking Nobody lot people, gets paid. all right. those people lose out on that money. So yeah, it's just not because just about of them. one
3: selfish. Especially as a coach, your job is to talk to people talk to all the players so you can't be they can't risk him spreading something to all the players that's a billion dollar games billions of dollars being risked. you know and the players can't risk not doing protocol you know they're allowing them to play but the only reason they're allowing them to play is because they are the talent you know they can't just say well if you ain't get vaccinated don't come to work oh no they're not going to say that but what they'll do is hit them in their pockets where it hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. The only reason they're saying that, you know, about the coaches, because coaches could be replaced easily. Your your best player on the team can't be replaced that easy. You know, they're, they're spending too much money for that. So they give them protocols to follow. If you don't follow the protocols, you'll get fined. And they'll hit them in their pocketbook, so. That's just the way it is. That's the way the game is. This is not the same. This is not 2015. This is yeah, but 2021. Even, it's a whole different world.
1: Pops. I don't. I want you to be clear. You don't. It doesn't have to be a billion-dollar company. You can be working at Quee's Nose, but if you get every customer yeah. that comes in sick because you got COVID, that could be a risk not only the people but the company so it doesn't it's right. just when it, for employment and you're interacting with people that's just is what it is like you know you can slam the door yeah, i them. just
3: mentioned the money because we were talking about football and the coaches that's where the money that's big money issues you know at the white castles if you're panning out hamburgers and covid at the same time
1: mm-hmm. that's <laughs> yeah but there are plenty of jobs that have requirements. Once again, I had to take a drug test to get a job. Most people have to take drug tests to get a job, right? You have to test yourself to make sure that you're not on any drugs at that moment. Now, people lie and do all kind of crazy stuff to pass it. But there are some jobs that have to take regular drug tests. On a, on a random basis, you just never know when they'll drug test you. They do it in the army all the time. They do it in a lot of positions. When you work at pharmacies or you're a pharmacist or something like that, you have to get randomly drug tests all the time. Drug abuse. That, that is more controlling of your life than the vaccine, because that says on your time off, you can't do what you want to do if you wanted to do that. If you wanted to do drugs on your time off, you can't, you're not allowed to now. You can't do that as a citizen in California. If you work at a pharmacy, you can't smoke weed because they get those random drug tests. And if you come positive, you get fired. So that's more controlling of your life than the vaccine itself. Like you can still do whatever you want on your daily basis. They're just saying to protect other people and yourself, that's a key point, just get the vaccine and there's a lot of you know and i can go through a long list of random stuff about how what the vaccine and la 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 but i'm not gonna go through that but it's just the point is is that you either you do you don't but you do have a choice no one's making you do anything you have a choice to either take the vaccine and work or you don't and you find somewhere else to work that doesn't have that policy and i'm pretty sure there's a bunch of flag flag flying jobs that'll tell you That you don't have to work the vaccine, <clears throat> you can come here and you ain't got <clears> the <throat> you ain't got to have no <clears throat> vaccine. <clears throat> come work and they coughing the whole time. They interviewing you and that's okay.
0: And I understand what you're saying and it do make sense. I never thought about it as far as drug testing and random drug testing, but that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's more invasive uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, than than I guess getting a vaccine. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Your your after proud. work life is controlled at that point. Yeah. That um, right? but yeah, we definitely uh want to keep track of the COVID nineteen process and the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MLB, they're all affected. Even like you said, Quiznos, you will be working at Quiznos. No. Frank frank. Yeah, everybody I mean, can be look affected.
3: At, look at the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, affected. Nobody in the audience. <laughs> i seen that. I was watching a the
0: football game. Yeah, yeah I'm no game. And I ain't see you nobody can't... there. And I'm tripping like, what?
1: Because we got a high yeah. vaccine rate compared to a lot of different countries because they don't have the access to yeah, the vaccine so they, like we do. You know, you got so.
3: to think about it. The Olympics, there's people coming from all over the world. So mm-hmm. there ain't no telling what they're bringing with them. So mm-hmm. they have to be isolated when they come there. So it ain't no fun no more. You know, when you used to go and, you know, visit the town and, you know, have your fun hanging out, doing all that. Nah. That's you why people wanted Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah, now you go. You got to go to your room locked up, and that's it. You can't socialize. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing but but get up and go to the games and come straight home.
1: Yeah. That's it. Tokyo so wanted the know. Olympics because it was going to be an economic boost. Right. right. Not. Not now. I know.
3: Yeah. But it wasn't the government that, that put the mandate. It was the people that were saying, hey, wait, 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 wait. Y'all ain't going to invite all these people over here and kill us. Mm-hmm. You know? So the people who put up, put up so much uproar that they had to do something. And so they say, well, we're not going to cancel it. But, you know, there's not going to be anybody in the audience. And there's all kind of protocols that they got to follow. And if, if people are getting tested and tested. It, it's just not any fun. You know, now it's just the fact that you go out and do your job and come home. You know, it was a big, it used to be a big celebration. You know, I get to go to the Olympics. I get to go to this country. I get to go see this. No, they ain't doing nothing now. They just go to do their, their room, lock the doors, and then stay there. Right Can't back. socialize.
0: Yeah, it don't seem Only, like a, a fun event. The I mean, yeah, you can tell by
3: the, by the actions. Games, ain't they don't look so entertaining anymore. I mean, it's not even fun to watch.
0: No, without an audience, this it's just about a bag. It's about a dollar. It's about money. It's about competing. It's about getting that trophy. It seems more work than it is sport. Um, and, yeah, and, COVID-19 is a lot to do with that
3: and everybody that gets a trophy is going to have an asterisk next to it. The <laughs> summer 2020 Olympics, you won the gold medal, but it was during the COVID. So we don't know if all the people really showed up that was the best. There was the a worst. lot of people that are the best ain't showing up, you know, especially a lot of the athletes like the basketball, you know, the, those type of sports where they're like, I'm not risking my career going over there to play. You know, so they don't have as many people playing.
0: All of it. Uh, the yeah. WNBA uh, and the NBA um, yeah. and the Olympics. It's, uh, I don't know. The NBA ain't doing too good, man. They kind of, um, the world's showing up. They lost to France. Like, who played for the French team? And Nigeria, they lost a lot of games this year. Yeah, but there's going to be an asterisk. COVID.
3: This is during the COVID.
1: So, they also you know. don't got the best players on them. The NBA is more, um, more war, uh, global now as well. So like, Giannis, for example, wouldn't be on the USA team. If even right. if they didn't play, like so, for example, if they didn't make the playoffs, Giannis wouldn't be on the USA team because he's not in the USA. He's not from here, so he would either be in right. Nigeria or he'd be in Greece, so he could pick the pick and choose which one he wanted to go because he was born in Nigeria but he was raised and was a citizen in Greece so you can pick and choose at that point but he wouldn't be for the USA there's a lot of players in the NBA that aren't from here Luca for example you know what I'm saying like a lot of our stars now aren't from here and the ones that yeah. we do have they're too cool to play yeah, that boy. Luca dropped 48 on Slovenia the other night. 48, yeah. 11, and something. Yeah. So, I mean, that boy,
0: he a beast. And I like the way he played because he
1: don't move fast. Well, he's he been just playing. move with it. You know, he's been he's playing professionally smooth. since he's 14. Yeah, he's been playing a so, long time. So, yeah, it's, it's a different.
0: So was Ricky Rubio. Look how that turned out. I don't know why they even drafted that boy. Rubio was the playing since he was 14-2. Hey, do you they know
1: pick what... Rubio before Curry. Let's just remember that. And, and Flynn.
0: And Flynn, yeah. And that's what made me think of 2K21 because they picked the same player back-to-back. I think they got that from the Timberwolves uh, in a, my career mode. Anyway, all right, let's move on uh, from the NFL and the COVID-19 To 2K21 because now I'm talking about the game. Another news that nobody cares about, let's talk about Dr. Dre Uh, He recently got divorced. We all know Dr. Dre at one point was worth a billion dollars. I think now they got him estimated at $800 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was ordered to pay his wife about 300 some thousand dollars a month in alimony, Mm -hmm. which ends up being like three and a half million dollars a year in Mm -hmm. alimony until she finds another husband
1: or another domestic Mm -hmm. partner. Until uh, yeah, so she gets married again. That's so until nothing. she gets married, she gets 300. three
0: hundred. Three and a half million dollars a year from Dr. Dre, that's nothing. Dr. Dre is worth a billion dollars. Like she can live for a hundred years and she still wouldn't get half. They
1: but she got the Dr. Dr. annuity. She got the annuity opposed to the lump sum. But they also you gotta understand too, they also had a prenuptial. So for her to get that, you need to talk to her lawyer.
4: Cause he's called a
1: no, They had the pre- they had a prenuptial. So you need to talk to her lawyer. Don't talk to him. Cause man. his lawyer ain't do nothing. You talk to her lawyer. Oh, she did get two houses though. She got
0: a yeah. man two two mansions in California. And the money mm-hmm. that he get pays every month goes to pay for the uh mansions and health insurance.
4: I wonder mm. if that money going to cover their
0: taxes on their mansions. Oh, he. Oh, yeah. They paid for it, so I'm pretty sure that's going but for But the taxes ain't property never... Touched. They don't yeah. stop. Property tax never
1: stop. Yeah, that's why you never sure really own your
0: home. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they... I'm pretty sure he covered property tax. I mean, three and a half million. They ain't got that much taxes. Yeah.
4: Have you heard about people putting their home on water, then you ain't got no property tax to pay? What's that? Getting your home built on water. It's almost like a houseboat, but it's a real house. And I'm trying to think. I was just watching it. You know, I'll be watching YouTube at night, all the different shows. So I was just watching it, and they have, I want to say it was in Dubai and in Switzerland that they started it. But people are getting their homes built on water.
1: Why would they do that So then? it's so... like
4: a houseboat. But it's actually
1: the form of a house, huh? Oh, go ahead. it looks
4: like how a pontoon would float, be flat.
1: I understand. Like I know that. exactly what you're talking and they just
4: about.
1: Get it is... built on water. Just stupid. <coughs> yeah, that sounds stupid. Yeah, why would you, you can just the buy a more? house and uh, like just buy a house in the Caribbean. Ain't no sales. Ain't no property tax. Once you own the house, you just own the house. You don't have to pay nothing after that. Really? The same, yes, mean... there are oh, places. That's what I'm trying to say. If you got that much money. <laughs> there are places in the world where you can buy property where you don't have to pay taxes on it.
4: All them people in Dubai was looking breaded. 20 yeah, years but they, ago, they didn't have yeah, it they, like that.
0: They gotta be rich if you're in Dubai, though. That's a
1: rich Yeah, country. Dubai is a different type of type of money. They uh, Let's
0: ooh. ask LaShawn, because she's been to Dubai. What, what was it like when you went uh, to Dubai, uh,
2: 22? It was hot. <laughs> it was hot. Hot. It was one of the hottest places I've ever been on this planet. So Where did you rich? go? <clears throat> I went about six years ago. Okay. Yeah, about six years ago.
0: And what is was it, your is favorite like traditional experience? Not just yeah, because I want to know, like, no. is everything gold? I figure, like, when you go yes. to Dubai, everything gold, roll, yes. gold car. It it's looks like, like when you imagine
2: maybe possibly what heaven looks like.
0: <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's what, I keep what it looks
2: like. And so when you go to the mall and different things like that it's just really gaudy like everything is high fashion. Um you're there to spend money.
0: That's what it's for.
2: They live on a completely different level than we do.
0: And it's only it ain't even that old though. So it was only formed yeah. in 1971. When you right. look at and it, it they be, said oh, that my Great Britain.
4: They said that they made they, they built everything and made it look aged, like they made stuff look antique. They did the, the um godly type ceramics and marbles and all that, but made it look like it's been an aged, antique area, but it's not. Could you tell the difference when you went? Like could you tell it was new but just made to look old or it's really new. Certain areas, but certain areas were very
2: 2021 <laughs> seven years ago, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that thing nice. Okay. Well, um, but so is for Japan.
2: It. I mean, they 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 live way above and beyond what we what we live as well. So
0: Yeah, Japan already got the iPhone 15. Yeah, I've to
2: Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo. have you been to Tokyo already before? Not Tokyo, but I've been to Japan, Osaka.
0: All right, well, thank you uh, for our Dubai update. Matter of fact, we have to have you come on and give our uh, travel update segment. Oh, <laughs> that
2: would be fun. Yeah, yes. but I
0: just wanted i just wanted to see your face on this podcast because it's episode 22, and we love you guys, and we love 22, and we Aww, love y'all 22. We, so we I love you guys as well. And thanks for showing up.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and then uh, you can stay if you want. uh, We ain't going to be talking about nothing. Just get on Reggie nerves. You just smack him upside the head every now and then. (laughs) He's so far away, you know, I can't hit him like I want to. Uh, All right, well, in other news, uh, Dr. Dre, he got enough money to go to Dubai. Uh, Let's talk about something that's not controversial. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about the anniversary of the 14th Amendment of the United States of America is tomorrow, July 28th. Today we're from July 27th, but July 28th is the anniversary of the creation of the 14th amendment in 1789. And in the 14th amendment, it kind of made black people uh, citizens, whether we're treated citizens or not. According to the 14th amendment, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. Now, there's five sections. That's the most popular section of the 14th Amendment. The other sections go going to Congress, which a lot of people don't know, uh, how you elect your officials, how you elect your representatives, how you elect your congressmen, how long they could be, how old they got to be, uh, <clears throat> and it goes on. So, yeah, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution was ratified in 1868 and granted all citizens, all persons born or naturalized in the United States with citizenship uh, and in 1868, it was ratified to include former enslaved people guaranteeing all citizens equal protection under the rights. So it was passed in 1789 and uh, and it was re uh, ratified in 1868 to include former slaves. So from 1789 until 1868, even if you were born in America, you still were not considered a citizen uh, until 1868. So we just want to shout out to the 14th 14th Amendment uh, and let y'all know the original and amendment and the ratification 1868 to let us know that we are, you know, we free people. Um, let me ask you guys this question: when I when I when I was doing research or whatever, I don't think I ever read the 14th Amendment all the way through. Uh, have any of you guys ever read the Fourteenth Amendment? And can like can say, know what it means? Not. You never read the Fourteenth Amendment. I, Dad, no, I
3: haven't read none of them. No, I haven't read. I mean, no. I don't I don't pay too much attention to the Constitution. I just know that it's a legal document that people are supposed to be able to use. But they make so many amendments. I mean, how many amendments are there to the Constitution? That should be the question. Amendments means that what they wrote the first time don't mean nothing. We'll amend that. We'll just add this. We'll take this out. We'll add that. That don't. That's that becomes flooded with a bunch of junk. So how many amendments after the fourteenth? How many amendments before that? You know, I mean, it's thirteen before. That's obvious. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they can amend it. They can unamend it. But it don't mean nothing. You know, until they actually do it. I mean, the Emancipation Proclamation was written, and then it wasn't enforced till you know, a year two years later. So that stuff don't mean nothing until they're actually doing something. So I go by what's actually happening in this country. And that's, uh, that's true. we still ain't got our rights. It still ain't right. You know, I was in a gun class, and they were talking about how all the rights you have as, as people that, you know, that you can't you know, police have to do this and the police have to do that. I'm like, they ain't, this man ain't talking to black people. He talking to white people.
1: <laughs> we can't go.
3: We can't have a. We cannot have a pistol laying on the seat, and the police pull us over, and we can just say, "Officer, um, I got a gun over here, and I'm, I'm not gonna it. touch it." As soon as you hear gun, all you gonna hear is shots. Pa, 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 pa. Correct. He had
0: to so that's he what had happened done. to yeah, yeah, that's right. Philando Castillo. Uh, you
3: know, that, that stuff don't mean anything to us. We need our own uh, constitution for black people. How to live in America. That constitution. What really happens. You know, the justice for all is justice for the rich and justice for those that can afford a good attorney. That's all that is. Because if you ain't got no good attorney in Minnesota, especially, this is, Minnesota is called the, uh, You know, people that never even, people don't even go to court now, so they're all plea bargain. This is a plea bargain state. Everybody is plea bargaining because nobody's going to trial because uh, the attorneys don't want to lose and the prosecutors don't want to lose, so the best way they can do that, plea bargain. Nobody loses except for you. Yeah, that's the majority (laughs) of court cases.
1: Yeah, in school I read that uh, the majority of court cases don't even actually go to actual court. The majority, yeah, I think definitely. it's like eighty percent. It's crazy within the country, like eighty percent of court cases never actually go to trial. Like if all yeah, the court man, cases actually went to trial that. if all the court cases actually went to trial, it'll probably be a eighteen year backup of court cases.
4: I was gonna <laughs> if say if you would never get your day to in court, court because they are backed up. To-
3: By the time you get to court, you'll be done. Have time served?
4: (laughs) Yeah. That's actually what happens. Because everybody don't got bail. Yeah,
1: because if you ain't got bail, you are just gonna be sitting in jail until your court date.
4: Yep. Yep. That's usually what happens.
0: No, y'all know I lived it. I was in trial for two years before I went to jail. I committed a crime in two thousand nine. I ain't go to jail till two
1: thousand eleven. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> I still don't believe it.
0: <laughs> and, and and as soon as I went to court, you know, the first thing they do is offer you a plea bargain before they do anything. First, you got to do an mm-hmm. among, a month, a month, mund- a month in here. You go to a whole bunch of trials. Uh, they tell you what charges they are, they tell you what they got on the discovery. So, first, they, they charge you. Then you go back to court and then they tell you what they got. Then you got to go back to court again and then they tell you, uh, okay, well, we're going um we going what you want to plead innocent or guilty so a lot of the times yeah you you going to court but you ain't going to trial and a lot of, but i mean the reason why you ain't going to trial is cuz they they want to give you football numbers off top you know the first thing they want to do is send a black person to jail for 10 20 years and then that's why you plead deal cuz you like hold on 10 years right i don't want
4: to go to jail Process for 10 for years walking?
3: Right.
0: Yeah, and it's your public
3: defender that's telling you this. Now, you better plead, because uh, I ain't no good in court. Ain't, he ain't saying that in all the right words, but that's what he's no. telling you. And you know, I, I ain't never been to trial, and I don't know how to defend you. So you better take this plea. Mm-hmm.
0: You better take this my, plea. My lawyer told me he don't, I don't have enough money for him to go to trial. Yeah. that's what He said, you don't have enough money for me to defend you properly. Cause we gotta call this witness, we need this investigator, we need this, we need this, and we need yep. this. This is gonna run you about another twenty-five thousand. If you ain't got another twenty five thousand, we're gonna just take this deal, you're gonna have to go sit down for a year or two. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. literally if that's what happened. Like if you don't you can't afford you cannot afford
1: the crimes that you, you can't, can't afford, afford your make. freedom. Yeah, you, can't. you can't afford your freedom because most of the time a lot of people didn't commit those crimes. They arrest the wrong person. They get the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a messed up situation. And that's why you have so many people in jail talking about, I didn't do it. And then people are like, yeah, all right. most of the people in jail didn't do anything. Most of the people in jail didn't, yeah. but you can't prove that you didn't. It's not prove you, it's not innocent until proven guilty. It's you got to pay to prove you're innocent. Yeah. So unless you got See, some yeah, most people pro bono, in jail,
3: they're not in jail for the crimes that they have committed. They're in jail for a crime they didn't commit, but because they've committed other crimes, not in jail. Yeah. So they, they ain't in jail for the crime that they were actually accused of. They're in jail for their past crimes. Yeah, for their, I don't know, you know. There
4: was an episode that you guys had that y'all had discussion a little bit on it. I was watching the other night. And Reggie, you said something that makes me think of right now that I'm thinking of right now when you stated. It's crazy how you go to jail for a crime, then you get out and get put on probation or get told, now that you're done with jail, you're a, considered a, what is it, federal or whatever, the, the you Damn. have a felony and you can't do this, you can't do that, so it's like double jeopardy. You've done your time. Supposedly the punishment for your crime is 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, five years, 10 months, whatever. Mm-hmm. However, when you get out, we still want to punish you longer. We still are upset with you. That's backwards. It's like if that's you're going to in jail, then... That is
3: the new Jim Crow. That's the new yeah. Jim Crow. And
4: because you had said that too. It's how to keep you locked up, how to get free labor out of them, how Take to oppress your rights them, away how to say citizen. we gave you your rights, but you took your own rights away, when really it's just the system that's set up that way.
1: Yeah, because what's the point of going to jail and serving my time? I thought yeah, I not That's like being on punishment, but then you're still on punishment after you're on punishment. It's like, well.
2: Right. Right. Hey, what,
1: are we, what are we talking about? I'm forever on punishment? Yes. Right. You're forever on punishment. Yeah, forever, you got to realize that, that
2: generationally affects people. Like if you have yeah. someone that goes in and he But I'm sure there's a constitutional amendment
3: mm-hmm. that say that we ain't supposed to do that. I mean, there's something like the right to a speedy trial. Or you know, when they tell you you got the right to remain silent, if you can't afford one, one to be appointed towards you. Yeah, but they didn't say it's not the same defense as if you could afford it. Because so, right. I mean, the one that's appointed to you,
4: they don't know what they're doing and then on top of not knowing what they're doing, they had another um, another little YouTube thing I was watching in the middle of the night you guys, where it said like a appointed lawyer, one that they give you from the court, they might have 250 cases I've had friends, I thank God I ain't had to go through none of this, but I've had people that go down and the lawyer might call them day of, and they were assigned that person months before and say, okay, come on, we're going to plead this, this, and they're like, did you read my file? I didn't do it. Oh, no, I didn't read the file. You know what I mean? I can't read it. I got five other people I got to deal with today. So you're appointing somebody that don't have time to read your file, read your case, don't know who you are. They're just there to push your paper. Yeah. I, sorry, Lashon, you were talking.
2: Now I was just saying how it generationally affects people. Because if you have someone who has kids, and how do you expect them to be able to go get a job and take care of the family? And for me, that's what really bothers me because I have friends and I have people that are close to me that have been to jail and they've served their time and they come out. And they cannot get a legitimate job. And it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And they are great people. And they are rehabilitated. And they want to do right by their family and by their wives. And it's just like, it, it's ugly. The system is ugly. And they have to do, you know, jobs. And they have to do the under the table type of position. And it's just not right. They're not set up. You can't vote. You can't do all these types of, like either you have the rights or you don't. You've, or, you've either been rehabilitated or you haven't. You've right. either been rehabilitated or you haven't. And this system just isn't set up for people to have second chances. And to me that's trash.
4: Yeah,
2: it's a setup yeah. for failure. And it's, yes. there was you another- You see the, law,
3: the voting rights laws. You know, while people are watching that, you got police all across the country whose job is to charge Black people with a felony. That's all they got to do is charge them with a felony. And they know nine times out of ten, they're going to go to court with a a public defender and that public defender is going to plead, but they're still going to have that on their record, so therefore they cannot vote. They're wiping out votes left and right and people ain't even watching. You know, because as soon as you charge somebody with a felony, there goes your right to vote. Right. So they can charge you with a felony and have you strung out for courts for years. You can't vote because of that charge that's on your record of a felony. So they're Mm -hmm. wiping out votes left and right. People just ain't paying attention. So Mm -hmm. they're just looking for people to charge. They're just waiting to set people up to charge. And they got other people, Black people working on their behalf, helping them do it. Called snitches. <laughs> but,
4: it you know, even goes beyond the snitches. It's the one that's in <laughs> office. That's a judge. That's a lawyer. That's that officer. That's that correctional officer. Yeah, that's that that they not even
0: getting that
4: far.
3: I'm just yeah. talking about them being charged with a felony offense. That's all their job is. That's all the police do. They just get you a, get the charge on. You know, they know you're innocent. They know if you went to court they would that, that, that it would be thrown out if you had a good attorney,
0: but they, they,
3: they bet on he ain't going to have a good attorney.
0: They, know and him, bro. they
3: bet on bet on. Think about my, my
4: kid. I won't say which one, but my kid that just went through all of that. It, that was two years ago, and he didn't do nothing. He really didn't yeah. do nothing. They Him and her, and they charged him with a felony. Thank God huh? we had a good lawyer. Thank God she was on it, and thank God he just gave us favor, because when they went in, they had to throw it out. But that was a two-year wait. And for those two years, he didn't get to work at nowhere, but um, uh, what is it, a taco flipping place, like a, a fast food restaurant place, and then little side jobs, washing walls, you know what I'm saying? Little simple stuff like that. He, he and wasn't on the he grid. Got, he got a degree.
3: And there was no way he could vote. That- the vote was yeah. taken off the ballot. That's another black man that they don't have to worry about voting. Yeah.
2: See
3: that's 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 what the police are doing across the country right now. It's happening. But people ain't paying attention to that because they're just looking at the laws, you know, you gotta do this, but not do that. So it, that's the thing about it. Anytime you see what's happening on TV, in the news, look for something else. Because that's the distraction. Mm. You know, all the publicity that we see is a distraction from what's going on behind the scenes. You know, all the you know judgments and the judges and all that, half of the time people have lost their vote before that even happens. They are getting charged when they know they were innocent anyway. So the police have a mandate, charge as many black people as you can with a felony. Just charge it. And don't we, they ain't worried about them going to court. They ain't worried about them getting convicted. Just, their job is just to get them charged.
0: Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And while and they're like,
3: charged, while they're charged,
0: it might take two, three years, but they can't vote. But let me ask you guys this. Have you guys, ever, have you guys? Have any of you heard of Kevin Strickland? Have you heard of his case?
4: Kevin Strickland, no. Kevin nope. Strickland.
0: He's a man out of Missouri. And this is kind of what we were going into and what we were talking about. Uh, but it's a man out of Kansas City, Missouri. I've seen a TikTok video. It's him and another brother. Um, they were both wrongly, wrongfully convicted of murder. Uh, Kevin Strickland was convicted in 1978, a triple murder. Uh, eventually, he was found not guilty, right? So the person who actually committed the murder, confessed to the murder, okay. and served time in jail for the murder, but the governor refuses to release. They're not letting him out. Mm-hmm. Kevin Strickland. And even if the governor were to release Kevin Strickland, uh, you know how a lot of times people get out of jail and get paid uh, for wrongful convictions because his case is not DNA. The only way Missouri will release you and pay you is if your case was overturned due to DNA. So Kevin Strickland is hes innocent. He's been found innocent. It's been proven that he didn't do it. They had a confession, they have evidence. They have everything that they need to let this man go. And the governor of Missouri won't let this man go uh, out of jail because he's not convinced that he's free. And in the state of Missouri, you don't have to be innocent uh, to be free. So mm-hmm. even though he's innocent, even though somebody else convicted, mm-hmm. confessed and the whole nine, he's still still legally, still legally they could stay keep him in jail for the rest of his life. And the reason why and I'll break down is because he ran out of appeals. So in the state of Missouri you only got a certain number of appeals that you can you can file for. And he's already filed for the maximum amount of appeals. That's one of them. Though, the other
1: one still has an yeah, appeal that was and one of them. still not letting them go. And
0: they denied yeah, they denied his appeal too. They
1: mm-hmm. denying
0: appeals and they ran out of appeals even though they're innocent. They mm-hmm. they know they are innocent and they won't let these black men out of jail completely crazy enough they're black it's not a coincidence they want
4: to go and make a whole committee to discuss what happened on january 6th because we just really want the people to know how oppressed everybody was by all of these actions and we've been getting oppressed of some generation they didn't want want to do the the committee
1: They they didn't want to do the committee they're, being yeah, they, they're just having a conversation about it right now.
4: No, so they're like doing it. Today was the first day.
1: Yeah, but they're, they're, um, they were trying. They had several different situations where they didn't want the committee. So they're yeah, only they only doing it by force. It,
4: they stopped yeah. it, so that gave Pelosi an opportunity. But I'm saying all of that energy, where's some of the energy for people like him? That's how, like Dad said, these laws are written.
3: But we don't have no rights. We are. See, this is what they say. He was convicted before a jury of his peers, before a court of law. So, if for them to say that that was wrong, then they're gonna say they have to admit that they were wrong. They're not gonna admit they're wrong. I don't care what they say. they, I'm, they weren't wrong. They, before them to say that he's innocent, okay. they have to say they were wrong, and they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Not for a black man, no. They're, 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 no,
0: not that, no, they—they they they
3: got what they wanted.
0: Let's uh, let's get into our topic of the day, and then um, get up out of here because uh, I'm at the radio station, so I think somebody coming in in like 20 minutes. Um, yes. since we have. A special guest today um i did kind of wanted to irritate are you serious because i just love when he's frustrated and mad and uh <clears throat> today for our topic of the day is love stories right i want to celebrate our 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 favorite brother are you serious and uh, the lovely lady uh miss lady locks right next to him and their recent engagement um so I want to say congratulations to you guys both. I look forward uh, to your beautiful life together and the wedding and, and and the love that's blossoming. But we're all in different stages, um, personally, on this podcast. We're all in different stages in uh, in uh, relationships in our lives, right? So we got uh, Bernita. She's single right now. Uh, we got daddy's widowed. I got me in a long-term marriage. And then we got... Uh, are you serious? Who's engaged, right? So we got all four different levels of relationship going right now. So I wanted to start with the single lady. I'm gonna call, I'll start with Berdita. Uh, and I will just talk about love stories, right? So I want you to tell us a story and uh, I, I started with you cause I'm gonna give them time to think. But I want you to tell us a love story of, okay. Cause you, you did, you were married, your husband passed away. Uh, so you're widowed as well, but right now you're single. It's been like some years since that passed. So I want you to tell us a love story about you and uh Big Soul, our big brother. And just something that you probably haven't told us before, but something that when you think about him, it just it could give uh encouragement to maybe are you serious and, and LaShawn and their relationship. Um just a story about our, uh Big Soul and you and, and y'all's love that y'all share. And, and you know, it could be unique to just you. It don't have to be something that everybody can relate to. It could be something that only you and him related to. Uh, but it, it was unique and it showed y'all love.
1: You going to tell the trash trashy story? you were living at the ghetto in the sky no? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you helped us move in. We got that on video. I actually watch that yeah.
0: quite often. <laughs> yeah, me too. Every chance I get. Dad put it on the video, video
4: with the music playing.
1: So
0: mm.
4: I have it right up there at the TV, and I put it inside the Wii, and I play it, and I actually watch it quite often.
1: Hold on, what video?
4: The video that Dad made of Soul when know. I moved, like the whole video of Soul and the family has. He sent me two of them. One of all the family pictures that I can sit on here and just watch and watch. I wonder if it's in here right now. And then the other one of Soul, like when we first moved in, yep, it's actually this one is in here. So, this is the one that dad made with all the family on there. And it's old school music and all that other stuff. But it's family mm-hmm. pictures. Um, but then I have another video with Soul and our relationship. From when I was pregnant with Robbie and we moved into our first Skyline apartment together in the sky. And you guys were helping us move. And you were like 10 or 11 and you wanted the taco. And he looked at you and you were like, you said something like had the top of you, like you're always eating. You was just like, I'm always eating those. You're always eating. Big, butt, <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, you was giving them the business. Yes, <laughs> always messing with doing? my little brother. <laughs> right. So, but um, I guess <laughs> my love story would just be, now that he's gone, the memories of the positives always stick out to me. And One of the things that's super cool is he got a tattoo. He had a tattoo with a heart with my name in it, Nita. And he used to always kiss me on my forehead, call me Sunshine when we were getting along, when we weren't fussing and stuff. And so I think about just the actual intimacy um, mentally that, that that held. Like when I think of soul, I think of the positives, the. The unspokens when he would just kiss me on my forehead when we, when he would like he if he would talk about me to some people, he would tell them, he'd be like, that's my sunshine, and I look at our sons when they're doing good stuff and they're being positive, and I tell them like that's something that your dad would turn to me if his if their dad like when Antonio graduated from college. Robert's working back at Jiffy Lube. He's like, that job keeps hiring him as the manager. So that's something he does really well. Him with the studio, when they're doing really good, I tell them that. I'm like, if your dad was here right now, he would literally look at me and be like, they did that because of you. You know that, right? That's how he used to say it. Because he used to be like, because he didn't get to finish high school. You know what I'm saying? So he'd be like, I didn't go to high school, Nita. Our kids are smart because of you like they're successful because of you like he was so proud of the mother that I was for them that when they do what they're supposed to it just sticks with me and I, I'm so excited and like I still talk to him I call him 1221 that's why Tony will call himself big One. but at 1221 when that time comes around or when it comes to mind, I'll be like, you know, they did that. And I hear him saying, because of you. And then I always say back to him, no, you, you know what I'm saying? I was able to be there for them because he was there for me. Like, so actually having those positive thoughts, those positive memories feels really, really good. And I still have it. I wish I knew where it was. It's, it's in the box. But when I first met him at the Mall of America, I had a crisscross outfit on. I was with my best friend, Martina. And we went Chris to the mall. Cross
1: color, you mean?
4: Cross, yeah, cross colors. Remember that? The G, okay. It was all black with all the colors. Mm-hmm. So we went to now the mall. Said, of America Chris mom let me I go. She I told her.
0: huh? Yeah, you said crisscross. I thought you was wearing your clothes backwards. But you know, Chris, yeah,
4: remember that? It was. It was you the cross, cross color outfit, yeah. but I did have the jacket yeah, on backwards you know. with the shoes, with the match bench, bench okay. color tennis shoes. Okay. I thought okay. I was cool. So we at the mall. Mom let, let us go to the mall. Mall had just opened up. And she always used to be like, oh, my gosh, why didn't we let you go to that mall? That's where you met that boy. Yeah, she told about soul. So we go to the arcade that was in there, you guys, right? He's big, tall. He's big like Tony and like myself. He playing basketball. Woo-woo. Me and Martina's running around checking out all the dudes. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. I had the business cards that said Benita Applebaum and a whole application. If I could find that, that would be so cool. A whole application. For when you want to talk to me, you got to fill out the application. And he actually filled out the application. That was so cool. And I actually gave him a business card that said Benita Applebaum. <laughs> but look how he met. This is how we met. So we're in the mall, and he's playing basketball. My best friend, Martina, she's the one that likes him. She thought he was so cute. So she wanted to go over by him and play ball and see if he give her attention, pay attention to her. While she's trying to get his attention, I still wanted his little tiny basketballs that you do the thing with. I was like, oh, I want one of them. I'm a big stuffed animal girl. I had stuffed animals up to Watusi when I was younger. So I get his basketball. I run over to the driving game, and I'm sitting down with the basketball my legs, driving while she's over there trying to talk to him. Then I realize, oh my gosh, he's coming over here. And I'm nervous. I'm like, he doesn't see me take his basketball. <laughs> he's about to be bad at me, something, something, something. Nope. He walks up to me. He has a bag full of tokens. He was like, "Um, We're about to leave. Do you want these? I was like, Yeah. You know, it's a bunch of tokens. She comes over she was cute. I said, Wait a second. He walked up to me and gave me these tokens, didn't even ask me my name. Did he know? He didn't see. I was literally like, He didn't see who he was talking to, girl. We got where they go. Where they go. We got to find. We got to walk past them again so they can see what they missed. They ain't paying attention. I done forgot all about them, stole the man's ball and everything long story short we go they're in the hallway of the mall of america we see them we run up okay we see them, we stop and then we start walking and trying to be cute so we could walk past them it was like him and six other friends check these names out big soul ping pong big daddy lilio Little red pete um what is like they all from the saudis country everybody got silver gold team countries all get out so we get out the hallway, we're walking, we get slow, we walk past him, and that's when he was just like, hey, hey. So I'm thinking, because she liked him, not me. She liked him. I just wanted him to know I'm too cute to not ask my name, walking, giving me no tokens. They ask me who I am. So she's like, hey, hey, she turns and like hi, da. They're talking. He was like, come here, Chris. So we go back. Cause she wants to talk to so I'm just going back with her. He was like, my boy likes you to her. And he was like, I like you. So I look at her because there's a girl called like and she was like well he likes you, go ahead. I was like how you doing? So then that's how we started talking that's how we met and our first date, he was musty Jesus. But he
0: was, he was musty
4: he was musty he had his arm up around me we was in the car, me, him, Nisha and um, Koo, his friend Cuckoo. me and him and he had his arm like this and I was like and when they went into the store, because they had played basketball before they picked us up. They went into the store. She was like, so what you think? I was like, if he don't put some deodorant on, we're going to get sick and got to go home. He <laughs> was, like, was musty, musty, musty. woo was bad, But he did go in there with they had bought deodorant or whatever. But still, that was it was a, a funny first date. Boy, it was funny. But it must not have been too bad, right? Two kids, a marriage, a whole life later. So that that's my yeah, love story. Yeah. that's how I met him.
0: Oh, uh, that's a that's funny. I did not know that uh story at all. So that's good to yes. know. I got fucking uh,
4: somewhere.
0: Let me ask you this one question. Now see, now that you're in the single phase, um I want you to give us a story of somebody that tried to date you and it went wrong or bad um and this is all for the benefit of Tutu and and Big Reggie, so uh, you know they they can know that they they got saved by real love. But tell yeah. us the story about uh, being single and the day didn't go good.
4: Well, I'm just gonna put it out there. So I've been on the dating apps and swipe left and swipe right, and I've swiped right a couple times and it didn't work out at all. They've been either short, tall crazy, addictive, whatever, whatever, so I think the most craziest one is, and we're, we're associates, like, he's a friend on Facebook now, so we go on a date, first met him at the pool hall, I like to shoot pool, um, I won't say his name, because he might see it, because I've been telling him to watch the show, but he'll know who I'm talking about, so we go meet at the brown um pool hall, so we can go and shoot pool first, met. he's shorter than me, I'm, I'm five seven, but he's a little shorter than me. And he has that short short person complex a little bit. And I'm kind of cute. So we're in the pool hall shooting pool, and these bigger guys who's about so size walk in, and they're checking you me were out staring while I'm at shooting him. pool. Huh?
0: <laughs> and, you, and you was looking at them. Because you like them tall.
4: <laughs> but I, didn't, I wasn't being rude because I was with him. So we're shooting pool, but the dudes is like, oh what you drinking oh your outfit's cute oh your hair is oh here's the cue here's so he's peeping that they choosing and he's like getting heated like they see you with me and so first he was just like are you talking that ain't short
1: name complex
4: yeah, he has. That ain't
1: short. That's man complex. No, that
4: situation.
1: <laughs> if I go on a date with you and you over here talking to some other dudes, talking about what drink you drinking
4: on, yeah, I'm a. I am I was not talking nine. to we them. They kept talking to me.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying he's going to have a problem with that, especially with the dudes, because that's
4: disrespectful. I don't it care is. if you're six foot nine or three foot two. We gonna have a problem. And he gave them the business and told yeah. them a thing or two at our date. And he was like, so what we're going to do is go to another spot. But, I mean, he gave them the – that's why we still cool, and we still talk about that to this day. He gave them some mouthpiece. He gave them some serious business by the mouth and let them know, yo, she with me, you rude, you da da Oh, man, no, oh, it ain't like that. But the whole time, they looking at me like, no, man, it ain't like that. But they smiling, so you, you could tell that it is. And I was just like, I'm not cut like that. I wouldn't talk to them when I'm here on a date with you whatever whatever but when we get outside he got a nice little ride we're going okay go to the next spot why well, he got hennessy and coke 45 in the front seat you thought I was about to get in the car and you know I'm not perfect but I ain't crazy you got hennessy and coke 45 in the front you driving around with open bottles ready to just ain't we grown now um i'm tired i'm just I'm gonna go ahead and go home. So I went ahead. I was like, I'm leaving, I'm going home. Well, can we hang out? Can we no So we talked on the phone a couple of times and I had to finally just tell him, I don't do the Code 40. Like that's what you do when you was young. I'm like a whole widow with grown kids and stuff now. I can't handle no man that's willing to ride around with Code 45 and Hennessy on the front seat with the bottle open, talk about you want to take a swing for we ride. Like that ain't what we get to do. So that was my horror story as a single female, and that he that was a nice <laughs> horror story. I have so I mean that's why I'm still single, y'all. They crazy. They don't I think hey, so I, cool I know it story
3: with, Huh? I got a cool horror story too.
0: All right, there, let's this hear this your was story.
3: From, uh, <laughs> this was when before I met your mom, I was working downtown at the IRS at the tax place doing taxes. And um, I met this girl at the tax place, she was kind of older than me, but, you know, it's...
2: And now back to your regularly scheduled program.
0: Okay, we can hear you now. Okay, so we let you at the pool hall, and she was older than you, and then you broke out.
3: Oh. Yeah, so she was older than me, so I, was, I just asked her if she wanted to go out and place some pool. And so she said, said, yeah, because we were talking about she liked pool and I liked pool. So I said, yeah, we can go play some pool. So she met me at the house and we went down to the local pool hall on Dale and Selby, where everybody, all the hoodlums hung out, all the gangsters hung out, you know, everybody hung out at the pool hall. But little did I know, that was the whole premise of the date. She was trying to get to where all the pimps and the hustlers was at. So she just used me to get her to the pool hall. So I get to the pool hall, we playing pool. All of a sudden, she starts looking at all these other guys around, and they're looking at me, you know, because I was kind of, you know, big. So they didn't want to really mess with me. So they just were looking at me like, you know, you see what she's doing, right? <laughs> you see? it? like, yeah, I see it. I see it, I see it, I know it. So, you know, I got hip to it. I just walked out and left her there. But that was one of my, my uh, pool hall situations. I'm like, you just came up to me. You just wanted me to go so you could hook up with all the hoodlums. And it turned out she was one of the hoes on the set later on. I used to see her at the, you know, going on the cell. But, yep, she hooked (laughs) up with one of them. I'm like, see there? That's what you get. (laughs) That's what you get. (laughs)
4: That's the scary part. You don't know people, man. That's funny. Yeah, I but hate she was
3: I, She was
0: trying to eyeball them, and they didn't want to mess with
1: her because they was, they seen she came in with me. With
3: and you, I right. was like, hey, you know, I ain't trying to... Yeah, you know, ain't took,
1: a, a, took to the pool, like home for her. Like, y'all can have her. <laughs> right, I don't want to <laughs> Y'all can like have her. I left it
3: to, to hope you can get you a ride home.
1: That's what
0: I was thinking, right? I'm like, hold on, this is back in the 70s. Like, ain't no Uber.
1: It <laughs> ain't no, no city buses. It ain't no cell phone a, Right, ain't no cell no. phone. Right. She, she was, was a hooker. Know. She always got a,
3: a ride. What are y'all talking about? Yeah, she was. We don't she take that much. Right. We don't take that much. You know, but she I thought we you know, we was working in a clean environment. You know, taxes and IRS. I didn't know she was a hoopty woman <laughs> mm. <laughs> until she got to the pool hall. Right, then it just came out. <laughs>
0: you wanted them. You wanted them. I'll let you go. Hey, that's funny. All right, uh, let's hear a story that about uh your mom's first date, or it don't even have to be the first date. Let's just hear a story that that we probably don't know um, that just really signifies you and your mom, you your mom, we never you dated. and my mom's love. Well, we yeah, never I'll...
3: dated. That's the thing. Me and her never dated. You know, the first time we met, you know, was, I was at Daryl's house. She was at Daryl's house better than cat. You know, she came in there and she was naive. Your woman was naive. She she just didn't know no better. But she came in there wearing a uh, you know nightgown and you know breast hanging all out. And so all of us guys in there looking at her like. Man, who is that? Who is that? You know, I was looking at her, too. They, was, they were looking at her, so I told that. I'm like, man, I, I think I'm going to marry that girl right there. She was looking good, but she was only like 14 years old at the time, and she was pregnant with Benita. And I'm like, so right. I didn't see her again for two years after that. And then I went, because I was in school, so I went to school, came back, I saw her about two years later, and I just found out where she lived, drove up to, the, to her house, drove up to the side of her house, honked on and said, hey, you wanna go for a ride? And she said, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. That was easy. <laughs> and that's what we did. We went for a ride. I drove, cause, you know, I drove back then, you know, I was smoking and doing all that stupid stuff. I I riding around in my little red Cutlass, you know, I had, you know, I always had a nice looking car. So I had my red colors with the, the Krager mags on them. It was shining. And so we just rode around for a while while she watched me smoke. And uh, I don't even think we had too much of a conversation. We Rode around for about a couple of hours. And then I dropped it back off at home. And she gave me a kiss. Right the stalking was on. so the stalking <laughs> was on. i yeah.
0: Like, uh
3: we're going to start the stalking now. So every day I was knowing where she was at. She probably didn't know I knew. Yeah.
4: But, uh, she yeah, knew because she always said, your dad chased
3: me. I don't me, think it's called it a, a date, but we ain't, cause we ain't going nowhere. Chase was on for about six months. But you I wasn't so. the type of person that would get jealous. I wasn't about to go fighting. So you, you don't have to be with me or you ain't to. So. Other guys was that she was dating, and they see she in my car, you know. Or, you know, I was selling weed back then, too. So, I would sell some of her friends' weed, and just let them know, you know. But then I, don't, <laughs> I wasn't no fighting and all that. I like, either you with me or you.
0: But you let them know that she with you, though. I ain't gonna fight you, but don't try me.
3: Yeah, that's uh, I wasn't gonna be no fighting. But uh, I
0: just want to know how she with me, she ain't with you. She
3: made the
0: choice. So uh, we've been together ever since. Yeah, that's a long time. Uh, Let me ask you this one question. What was it about? When was it? So I know you said that kiss had you, but is that the moment where you like, I'm in love? Or was it uh, no? When I saw was her
3: it? in that negligee, I was in love. I thought I was in love, I just uh, didn't have the opportunity to see her no
0: more. <laughs> So, you said I seen that body and I was all good, okay? That's, yeah, funny. But see, that's the
3: thing, she was belly all out big. What she had the face, her face just what I fell in love with, really.
0: Oh, oh beautiful. Um, I kind of, I don't, I really want to know because I'm, I'm married. I've been with my girl since I was 20 or 40, 20 years. Uh, we've been together. We married, We got four kids, one on the way, five kids. And, uh, you know, everybody know where I met her at. Um, rest in peace to my homeboy, Shadi Boo. I'm gonna tell y'all how I met her, and then I'm gonna tell y'all when I knew I loved her. I met her. I was with Shotty Boo. Me and Shotty Boo was hanging out at my crib, just chilling. I had my own apartment, Uh, and I don't know what we were doing. I think we had just left from hanging out. We just hanging out, and Shotty Boo was like, uh, "I got these girls I want to hook up with. Let's go kick it, man. Kick it with the girls." I'm like, "Man, I ain't got no money. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing to smoke. We ain't we." Uh, it's tight on me. I don't get paid till Friday. I think it was like a Wednesday. So he like, it's all good. They don't want nothing. They just want to come over to the crib. You got your own crib. So at the time, I was the only one out the crib with my own crib. Uh, so, you know, my crib became the spot where everybody came to hang out at. So me and Shotty get in the car, but before we get in the car, we arguing because Shotty Boo mess with white girls. No disrespect. I'm not racist. I just don't like white girls. So I was just like, dude, I'm not going to hang out with you and Susie and Becky, fam. Like, no. He like, no, nah, they black. I'm like, no, they not. Stop lying. You said that last time we <laughs> ended up in Egan with some white girls. Stop lying. He like, no, nah, they black. I'm like, all right. So if they black, I'm going to go. So And I'm the no only one with a car. So really, he had to convince me because I'm driving. So I had a cutlass just like that. It was a champagne cutlass. So we pull up on the corner of Victoria. And Aurora, Victorian Aurora, if you know that's in the middle of the hood. When I pull up, I see my wife and this other girl standing outside. <clears throat> and it was a light-skinned girl and a dark skinned girl. One was one was skinny, and one was one had big boobs, and one was skinny. So I'm thinking a light skinned girl for me. So I'm like, okay, okay. He like, no, that's mine, cuz. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What, do you, what you mean that's mine, cuz? like no that's mine because the other one that's her friend that's for you so i'm like okay well she's skinny she she uh, she was smoking a cigarette i'll never forget she had a blue new york yankee bomber hat on and she was standing on the corner smoking a cigarette and the first thing came to my mind was that is disgusting fam she finna put that cigarette in my car so before she got in my car i said man you gotta put that cigarette before you get in my car that was the first thing I ever said to her. Because I was already kind of mad, because I didn't get the one I thought was for me. And then when they got in the car, I seen I liked it the way Trisha looked better than her friend once I got him in the car and up close. So I'm like, OK, I ain't even mad no more. You know what I'm saying? So we riding. And I, I don't know where we went. We was riding around. I think we had to go to McDonald's because they was hungry. So when we went to McDonald's, I didn't have no money. So I was just like, I ain't hungry. I don't want nothing. <laughs> So, she paid for her friend' food and Shadi Boo' food. And Shotty Boo is big as I am. He a big dude. So, she paid for their food. So, I'm looking like, okay, she got a little money. She paying for the food. All right, I see. But I already had a girlfriend at the time, right? So, I'm just going. But my girlfriend lived in California. But I'm just going on this oh. date. She's going on a date. So, <clears throat> my girlfriend lived in Cali. I'm just going on this date. We kick it. We yeah. hang out. Nothing much happened. Uh, We were just – that night, really, I don't remember too much. I just remember it was a cool feeling, and she made me feel comfortable being big because I had always anxiety about being big and meeting girls. You know, sometimes it don't work out because they'd be like, you too big or whatever. But I figured if they was messing with Shotty and he was bigger than me at the time, then they would mess with me. So I just remember her being cool, and I remember I got her phone number and I called her up the next day. The next day I go to her house, she's having a party for, I think it was like New Year's Eve or they was getting ready for a New Year's Eve party. And they was at the front door and all her family was there. And her boyfriend was at the house. She had two boyfriends when I met her and she had an old man. (laughs) So she had two boyfriends and an old man. And I remember one of her boyfriends was at the house and I told her, no, you leave it with me, let's go. And uh, she left the party and got in the car with me, and we went to my house, and we smoked and ate French fries. I cooked her some French fries. <laughs> and when I cooked her the French fries, that's what made us, like, like, get together. You know what I'm saying? So she fell in love with my French fries. I fell in love with the fact that she liked 99-cent French fries. So, so, uh, so after we had the, uh, so I cooked her the French fries, we cooked it. we ate. And after that, I think we never stopped talking. I And I knew I loved her when my girlfriend from California came into town. And I put her out and made her go stay in a hotel. And I let Trisha stay. And I broke up with her. And she had money. Like, she was rich. rich. Like, she bought me a $20,000 ring when she stole it. But it was still a $20,000 ring. So I was like, I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm... I left all that money for her. So yeah, that was the end of it. And that's uh, how I knew I was in love when, when she, because she threw ketchup on my car. Uh, she threw a pop at my car. She tried to beat me up because Marja was in the house and I was outside. And uh, she wanted me, she was mad. So she tried to beat me up. And uh, that was her I
4: proclaiming her, her love for
0: her. Yeah. I, she brought her little brother there. Yeah, she brought her little tired,
4: Y'all call it love, I call it toxic. But I mean, you know. <laughs> on. I broke
0: the windows healthy. off your car. Doo, yeah, doo, doo, so she poured, doo, she poured pop she on my car. No, that wasn't her. That was somebody else. I don't know who that was to this day. But she poured pop on my car, and she pulled up with Dwayne outside, and they was finna try to fight me. And Dwayne was like, "I'm not finna fight, you know. I'm not finna fight him." And me and Dwayne been tight like that ever since. And I knew right then and there, I said, okay, she really loved me. I think I'm going to stick with her we have been together ever since. So it was the pop. It was well, the- while
3: we're on the subject, the day that I knew that me and your mom would be together was on April the 8th, 1975, no, 1977, Bernita's birthday. I went to her house, Bernita, never saw me before. I first time I ever saw Bernita, and I was sitting in the chair there at the, your mom's apartment, and Bernita ran up to me, and started hugging me and and loving on me, and wanted to be with, play with me, and be with me, and I was like, you yeah, know, this girl don't even know me, but yeah, she she, you know, and right then and there I knew. I'm like, oh, okay, so we are gonna be together, cause you know, and you gonna have to take what's coming with her. And Bernita was with it, But Bernita is the one that showed her that I'm the one. And I think that kind of solidified it with her, too. Because she just, you know, she just knew. You know, Bernita just ran up to me and just accepted me and started hugging me and asking me questions and questions and questions. And I'm like, those girls, you don't even, I think in myself, "This girl don't even know me. You've know, never seen me before. I remember the first time that um, I found out that you were my dad,
4: but not my biological dad. We were sitting on the stairs and little Victor said it. We were talking. We were all like cousin this cousin. He was like, You know you're not our real cousin. I said, What you talking about? I am. He was like, uh-uh, Uncle Barty, not your dad. I said, Who is my dad? What you mean? He is my dad. We was like six or seven. I was mad. I was like, he is my dad. I don't understand what you're saying about him not being my dad. He is my dad. And I yeah, had asked you guys, never... and my mom tried to tell me something about Mickey. She told me who he was or whatnot, but I was just like, that's my dad. And you said it, dad." he was like, I'm your dad. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to worry about it. You, cause I was, when I saw I was mad at little Victor, I and the thing is, here I am, I'm 46, y'all. I can visualize them steps and me looking at him like the outfit, I visualize it all. You know, when something really hits you, you can, I'm 46 and I still remember that moment, like, well, I wanted to whoop on him. Plus, you told me, and all of the cousins is out here. How you know they knew? <laughs> like, that's my dad. <laughs> I was hated yeah, I mean, that little
3: Victor. But I just never treated her. I never said step or, or <laughs> none. No, nah, yeah. that's my daughter. That's yeah. that's, the, that's the way I've always said it. That's the way it always has been. That's the way it's always gonna be. I don't care. People ask me how many kids I got. I got three. Yeah. Two boys and a girl. It's always been that way. So I don't, because I don't believe in that step stuff. You know, Either you are or you ain't. I didn't yeah. care about Mickey either.
4: <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't feel <laughs> Mickey, step nothing. Mickey, always
3: had issues.
4: Yeah, I didn't feel like step anything either. I always knew, like, that's that's my dad. I don't know what else to talk about. I don't know who y'all talk
0: about. I never even knew that you talked to her dad before, that. I didn't even know that y'all... Are... I didn't even think about that.
3: I, oh, yeah, I never I knew even her thought of- dad before I knew her mom. Me and her dad went to school together, junior high. You mm-hmm. know, we, we always knew each other. And we was always, he was always mad. Because the first day I met Charlotte, he, he knew right then that I was taking over that. Even though we, we wasn't <laughs> even talking. Yeah, yeah, he, he got mad at mom for stuff, leaving like him to go with uh like But yeah, I didn't go, but see, I didn't go to, with her for a long time after that. But he just he just thought he was cool, you know, because back in the elementary school, he was just a little skinny kid that, you know, that thought he was something. But he wasn't really, you know, he wasn't no threat to me. Um, yeah. One time we was on, we was on Selby, walking down the street, me and, and and the guys and he was walking across the other side of the street, you know, and he liked to dress up like, a, like the Mac, and he thought he knew karate. So he walking down the street and he seen us across the street. So he jumped up and kicked the window out at one of the stores where he was walking. You know, we all started clanging up, <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing at him. <laughs> like, look at that fool over there kicking windows and stuff. But uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, we, you know, we had an understanding. I, I, I never wanted to try to keep him from Bernita. You know, I'm like, cause I know Mom, he Mom going to keep him like either. He him anyway. kept
4: himself away, which was a blessing, because yeah. he was different.
3: Well, he used to come by and just try to see, you know, if I would say something to him. But I, you know, I'd say, hey, you can see to it, you can talk to him if you talk to Wait, okay. talking about
4: relationships, Aaron. Dad, do you remember when I was younger, my boyfriend, Chucky? And y'all having to chase him down the alley or something like that? Him and his boy? And hey,
3: he knew where she lived when she was young. I don't even well, he, he, uh, cause he was Because I think he was from North Star, in Minneapolis. Yep.
4: yep. Chucky? yeah, Chucky? And remember when Chucky came to the door and we had broke up because he had he was sleeping with somebody and I broke up with him because I wasn't sleeping with nobody. I was so my feelings was so hurt that he slept with that girl. He was supposed to be my boyfriend and he was supposed to wait, he was gonna be virgins until we got married, all that good stuff, right? So I was so mad. So I broke up with him. So we're outside in the front, but he was in the alley, or he kept peeping around or knocking. He kept doing something, and you, and I think it was girl, one of your other friends, y'all went down the alley one way, and he came around the other way, and somebody else came on that end, and y'all cornered him back there to tell him to stop coming around here and stalking the house. That was right before I met Soul.
1: And you also used to take me on that 16 bus to go visit them over north.
4: Do you remember going on the bus? Oh.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember
0: I remember the dude coming to the door and I remember he never came to the door again. Yes, but I definitely remember him coming to the door and he was upset I don't remember the whole thing he Yeah, was tall he one. was skinny and tall He was tall and skinny too He was tall and skinny, yeah I remember that. Dad
4: mm-hmm. and them got him, they had to hit that alley because he went running, they said don't you come right here no more He was in that alley hiding or something there you
0: go, Dad. Can y'all hear okay, me? Dad, back. Yeah, back. Yeah. hear you now. Okay. Yeah,
3: so what happened was he was he kept walking up and down the street in front of the house. So I followed him. So I went I seen him and I went down the alley and got two of my friends that I was hanging out at the bar down the alley. I said, Hey y'all, why don't y'all walk with me uh around the corner? And so they got with me and I got behind him and I was walking behind him. And then we walked behind him and got him around the corner and then confronted him. And then uh, so he, he left. But when I went back with, to the bar with the other guys that I got, they was hot. It was like, man, you had me. You didn't tell me we was going to do nothing like that. <laughs> like, they, you could have got me shot down there. I'm like, <laughs> they was mad. They was calling me names and everything. So I ain't never do nothing like that again. I'm like, I got to leave these north side people alone. <laughs> every time I mess around with somebody from the north side, I get in trouble.
4: Chucky was a wimp. do that
3: with my sister? Mess around yes, with them Northside Negroes. <laughs> oh,
4: Seney
0: or a niece? Seney. He was a wimp. He, he yeah, was scared. He left. He
4: didn't bother me no more after that one. Then I met Big
0: Soul. So we told our yeah. love stories. We, not, we don't really want to hear y'all love stories. We just wanted y'all to hear our love stories so that you can reflect and, you know, um, this off, 'Cause I know Reggie, he ain't really he don't really want to talk about it. That was uh, I just wanted y'all to hear our love story. Tony Tony. Terrible stories They
4: got stories. <laughs>
1: They were all good stories. They
4: were all good, good they, they were all good because they all were genuine, natural. All your stories
1: could end up in jail. Every single one of your stories could end you up in jail. Every single one. I'm not talking about but yeah. Every single one them, yeah. even, even, every
3: single of your stories could end up in jail. From bad stalking. Uh, just
1: driving around with liquor in the car Just beating up the car And breaking wind All y'all going to jail
0: Man that's real love Real love is crazy bro Real love is crazy <laughs> uh, Okay uh, Well yes I don't want to hear from you Reggie We want to hear from our guest LaShawn. LaShawn, do you have any stories about Reggie That tell us that, that when you met him he was like I think this might be the one.
2: Um, He's just extremely thoughtful, and he, I'm very adventurous and outside person. I like to go and be outdoors and buy the water. um, He's a little bit of a homebody. And he's comfortable being in the house, and we spend a lot of time watching movies and different things that we enjoy. But um, he knows that I like going out, and so um, he went and ordered some chairs uh, for us to sit out at the river. And so it's like our thing. We go, and we there's these really beautiful lawn chairs, and we go out there and lug them in the back of the truck. And um, he'll spend a lot of time out there, and he's taking me camping, he's taking me to the beach, um, and so uh, we've learned to love that together, and so that's been that's been fun and just, um, just super thoughtful. And that's when I just knew that, like those little doing things that were outside of just his natural nature, to showed me that he loved me and he wanted to spend time with me. Was justified. Um,
0: Oh, let me tell you a story about Are You Serious? Um, He
4: He hate
0: He uh, Okay, I'm not going to say he hates, right? But he would much rather be in the house playing 2K Than to sitting by a river Now, he hasn't told me this, but I know I know my brother I know he Why are we sitting outside at a river? That's what I'm thinking, right? When I see y'all post that on Instagram Why are we sitting outside? (laughs) Like it's bugs out here. It's hot out here. Do you know the sun is beaming on me right now, and I got air conditioning in the house? Why so that's when you of, found out he loves you, <laughs> right? So that's my thought. So I'm pretty sure he's thinking the similar things. Like why do we we? So for him to do that, that's big. But I remember, I gotta stop talking. I remember, um, he was struggling, and I don't know if he told you this. He probably. Yeah. I don't even know if he's gonna be mad at me, but he, he really. He really, uh, I knew it was different because he took everything with you serious, right? And even the word, I love you, he said, it, it just took him a lot. You know what I'm saying? It was serious. He was very committed. He wanted you to know that he was for real. And he's not going to just say it just to be saying it. He's not going to tell somebody I love you just because they said I love you back. So the moment I knew it was real is I didn't find out till maybe three weeks after he told you he loved you. But when he told me that he told you that he loved you, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's big. You know what I'm saying? Because how much thought, like you said, he's thoughtful. and How much thought he puts into everything that he does, right? So it's very rare that you get him to do something random or spontaneous or just out the blue without talking stuff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to be like, why am I doing this? What's going on? So for him to tell you that he loved you, just let me know. Uh, that it was real love man and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more stories about you guys' love in the future and your relationship Uh, but we can wrap this episode up because I'm at the radio station and I'm impeding on people's time but uh, before we go I just want to know does anybody have any last words to share before we get up out of here today I just think that
4: real love is what you put into it so i i am very excited about the two of you guys i'm just sitting here looking at you guys and i'm so excited and reggie does put a lot of thought in what he does from my knowing of my little brother and so For you and him to be together and for me to know the things that I know and I've learned about you, I am very, very excited about where you guys are going in life and all the different things that you guys are going to get to accomplish together and develop and I'm excited. Once you get married it won't push the kids but once you have a kid and all that i'm excited to get to know my niece or my nephew because they're gonna be like the coolest little smart little brainiac kid and
0: <laughs> like
4: i just there's just a, a personality i'm putting on them right now like ooh, i'm just so excited about you guys i really really am And I love to see love. And I'm single now, but I won't be forever. So y'all better have a bomb wedding in Hawaii because I'm plotting and planning right now because I'm coming and then I have to figure out, maybe I'll do Jamaica or something since I did Hawaii whenever I get married. Thank
0: you. Dad, you got any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, true love is a choice. Love is a choice. It don't matter about situations, it don't matter about how you feel. because all that stuff can change, you know, in a heartbeat. But love is still a choice. You have to decide. Am I gonna love in this situation? Am I gonna love, you know, I have to still love regardless of the situation. So, you know, you can't say I feel in love or I fell in love and all that stuff. You chose each other to be in love. And that's the choice you got to keep making every single day of your life. Just remember that. Every morning, you got to wake up and make that choice. Today, I'm going to be in love. Or, you know, and some days you won't be. But you have to choose to love, whether you're in love or not. So love is a choice. You have to choose it every day. And that's how you stay
0: together. No, that's I echo that sentiment. Love is definitely a choice because, uh, 60% of the time, the person you with is not going to be, they're going to get on your nerves. They're going to be arguing. You ain't going to want to be with her. There's going to be times. I think I want to break up with my wife once a week, but we got to choose to love each other and choose to be together. Like dad said, It's a choice that you make every day. And, uh, You know, when you look at the long run, hopefully we all making the right choices. You know, Uh, are you serious? You got any last words?
3: You know, most people say, you know, in order for a relationship to be strong is that you never go to bed angry. I don't believe in that. I believe this, that when you wake up every morning, it's a new day, regardless of how you went to bed, regardless of what happened last night, every morning is a new day. You have new choices and you have new opportunities. So you got to take it as a new day every day. You know cuz you're going to go to mad. You're going go to go I don't know how you not go to bad mad at somebody. Cuz if not you have to stay up all night trying to make it, you know, figure it out. You know, sometimes you just yeah, sometimes you just got to go to sleep. And when you wake up the next day, it's a new day. Today's a new day. We can, you know, whatever happened yesterday ain't got nothing to do with today. Start out a new day afresh and it will be great. Because you'll find out if you forget about yesterday, then you won't carry it into tomorrow. And today is a new day. You can start some new stuff. (laughs) You have a new argument the next day or something, but make it new every day. And that's it.
0: That's what's up. That's real. I think that's the best advice anybody can get.
1: Uh, Are you serious?
0: Any last words before we get up out of here, bro?
1: No, I ain't got nothing to say today. I'm cool, but y'all just have some weird love stories, and I'll take what I can from them and try to piece something feasible <laughs> together.
0: But well, you know, when I edit it, it's gonna look a lot better. When I edit it, it's gonna sound a lot mm-hmm. better. Um, and uh, you LaCone, should have you a, last
4: a RFT, um couples uh, show where you do like two couples or something, or another couple, and they have to like. What's
0: your favorite color? What's yours, and they should be able to answer those questions. That would
4: be kind of fun. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose. I don't know none of that. It'll be a, a
0: chance lose. to get to know it. Although I asked Trisha all the questions, I'm gonna lose each one. She'd be like, "What's your favorite color? I don't know. What's her favorite color? What's her favorite food? I don't.
4: Know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's her favorite movie? Lifetime? Is that a movie? Is that a movie? Oh, uh, all that dad, stuff you got changes. any dad jokes? All that stuff
3: changes but your favorite movie today ain't gonna be your favorite movie in 20 years. (laughs) So that stuff changes. Favorite colors change. You know, favorite songs, all that stuff changes. So you can't get hung up on that stuff. Just the best thing is every day. Every day is a choice. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't got no jokes. I ain't funny right now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That was funny.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> all right uh we've been to part of here today then it's, it's been episode 22 of the real family time podcast with dj double og we got Bernita, uh we got dad we got are you serious and we got the lovely lady Lopes, Lashawn. you want to shout out any of your uh, instagram pages Lashawn? for our two <laughs> listeners Stella. listen uh no not today but thanks
2: for having me it was great we okay Twenty-two, twenty-two,
0: twenty-two. That's right. All right. Well, uh, there's a movie called Twenty-two. Real, God, jeez, you gonna break my ears? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, I'm out of here. All right, I love y'all. I'm editing it up, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna post it on Thursday. All right, I Love, y'all. Appreciate
4: it. love, All
0: right, love y'all. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.